Before we begin today's episode of Bride to Be, we acknowledge First Nations people as the traditional owners of the lands and waters of Australia. We recognise and pay our respects to elders past and present whose lands were never ceded. Welcome to Bride to Be. I'm Megan. And I'm Taylor Broad. Whether you're planning a wedding, you're in a bridal party, or you're just here for the tea, we're here to walk down the aisle with you. Whatever that may look like. I'm very excited about today's episode because the time has come. You are now a married woman. I'm a wifey. (gasps) Talk me through it. Tell me about the big day. It was actually really fun. Well, I'd hope so. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I don't know what I was expecting. Okay. Or if I just heard a lot of like TikTok horror stories. Mind you, we were dissecting weddings week after week. Yeah. So there was probably a lot of extra maybe stress mm-hmm. on and your mind. stories. And stories and comparisons. <laughs> yeah, but it was honestly like the funnest, most wholesome day ever. To paint a picture for everyone, it was 13 degrees and raining as the weather forecast. Melbourne. <laughs> so if you're getting married or, you know, your weather is looking not too good, don't worry. But it didn't rain on me as we walked out of the church or the photos. So I was just so happy. There were no like huge dramas, like no random uncles getting too drunk. All of my vendors showed up. What else? Speeches were great. And then nighttime was a huge party. Amazing. What was your highlight from the day? Oh, no one's asked me that. Probably the dance floor. Because I love dancing. That was the same as me. Yeah, and everyone was so keen. We had a conga line. Oh, I love that. (laughs) I love that. It's so nice to see everyone so G'd for your own event. Exactly. That sounded narcissistic, but you know what I mean. Yeah, everyone was just really like good vibes, excited, and even like the styling came together. I don't have any complaints except for... (laughs) Now, my dress, I was obsessed with it, like absolutely loved it. Yeah. But I'm not used to wearing such like a structured corset with boning. It was so tight. And you didn't have a second dress, did you? No, I couldn't find one in the end. Oh, so you were in that bone tight Mm -hmm. corset all night. And it was actually okay until about six o'clock. And I was like, huh, when I breathe, like it kind of hurts a bit. Like it was a bit of a lull. And <laughs> then I was like, rib. yeah, literally. And then I was like, wait, like it really hurts. But I wanted it that tight. So like no complaints. But even now still, when I press into my ribs, like they are still a bit tender. It's a week later now. That is the definition of pain is beauty, isn't it? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I forgot about it during the night, but that was like the only little pit. But I wouldn't change it because I loved how like structured it, it felt. And, yeah, you can't really be bloated or, like, feel yuck in your dress because it's just so – there's so much material that you're just, like, kind of put into it. We're not endorsing for people to go and hurt their ribs to not look bloated. But you did look gorgeous. I saw the photos. You looked like a real princess. Yeah, no, not at all. But, you know, if you are someone that's like, oh, I have to be careful what I eat or, like, just chuck it out the window because your dress just really holds you in. And you just dance the night away. How fun. Well, enough of the happy wedding chat. We're actually talking about divorce today. Very off brand, very off topic considering you've just had your wedding. But I mean, this is today's day and age and divorce is at the forefront a lot of the time. I think, isn't there more divorces than there is married couples? Mm, We'd have to get a statistics check on that. Check the stats. Yeah, you know what? It's a normal season of life and- 
it's very, very common. So we thought we can't really talk about just the happy endings. We want to talk about the realities of life, but also our guests today actually have a bit of a twist in their story. So Mm. let's get them on. Tay, we've got another listener story time for us today. They sent it in via our socials. I have heard that it's a bit of a heartbreaking story. So am I going to cry? Uh, I don't know. I don't think you're like an easy cryer, no. are you? No, no, you won't. <laughs> but let's just get straight into it. Hey, everyone. Firstly, I just want to say I'm so excited that we're having a new podcast around weddings. And in terms of weddings, I had quite a traumatic wedding. And this is just the abridged version of some of the things that went down just before I got married. So firstly, my family-in-law weren't able to come from overseas to Australia to see us get married. So it was quite heartbreaking not having anyone on my husband's family being able to come because we got married in March 2020, just at the peak of COVID, I think. So that was quite sad already. Then a week before my wedding, I had a bit of drama with one of my bridesmaids. I had to swap one out and her wedding dress came and then it was the wrong one. So within three days, we had to make sure it was the right one and then also get that tailored. And then we also had an indoor wedding But because of COVID, we had to change that to an outdoor wedding three days before our wedding. And then we also had to update all our guests. And then we went from having 250 people at our wedding to 70, which is not a bad thing. But I think it was really heartbreaking having everyone call us or message us and just say they weren't coming. We also had a videographer who cancelled like a day before our wedding I'm quite a relaxed person, to be honest, but I felt very upset and very stressed during my wedding. But I'm really excited to hear more other stories. At that point, do you not just elope? (laughs) Well, she couldn't because it was March 2020, so we would have been going into lockdown. But elope in Melbourne. Yeah, elope in Melbourne, I know. I did just want to take a moment. Like no family. She's a trooper. She's a trooper. I did want to take a moment. For all of the COVID brides yes. because they got stuffed around gotcha. so badly. So badly. Horrible. Like I'm not like stress, stress, but like planning a wedding is a lot of stress. Throw COVID into the mix and having to replan it three or four times. Some people like five times. Maybe I don't have the same stamina, but I'm <laughs> pulling out at that point. Like one cancellation and the tears have started, the stress has started, the hives are growing, and I'm saying no deal. Yeah, that's a good – what's your wedding stamina? I like what? that. Like I a like one-time race. I don't even think I'd get through a one-time race schedule. <laughs> if this isn't going to plan, I'm out. We're going down to the registry office. Because <laughs> there's so many vendors that you have to coordinate yes. as well. The only positive I do see from that mm. was the cull-in numbers. <laughs> yep. Because yep. I'm all for a smaller wedding. Absolutely. However, my heart breaks that there was... Was it his family? His family, his family couldn't, couldn't be there. That's really hard. Yeah, that is very hard. But we don't know your name, but we take our hats off to you because that was an effort and a half. Also, sorry, we've really skimmed over the fact that she had to get a bridesmaid's dress in and it was yes. wrong three days before. The stress. You'd be watching the tracking. I'm guessing it was an online order. You'd and to change the bridesmaid. Yeah. So obviously there's a friendship breakdown there as well. There's so she's dealing with a friendship breakdown, a dress that hasn't gone to plan, mm-hmm. COVID. Not all families <laughs> there. 
Videographer cancelled. Oh, my God. There was a lot to unpack. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack that we could actually do a 12-part series just Mm. on this wedding. I'd love to know how the wedding turned out. Same. I'd love to see Can you send us some photos if you're listening? Blow your face out if you want to. (laughs) But I just need to see that Mm. it went ahead. I feel like everyone's story times now I've wanted to see visuals. So, yeah, if you wanted to send us photos. Send us through some more story times. So for today's episode, we have two amazing guests, Stuart and Kath. Now they are from our Adore Beauty community and they are here to talk about their experience with divorce. Hey guys. Now, congratulations on finding love again. I would love to know from both of you how your relationship started and tell us a little bit about how you got here post-divorce. Well, heads up, we're actually not divorced. We're going through it at the moment. So I'll just give you that. Well, we've actually known each other for a long time. Kath and I have known each other since we were probably about 15. And I've probably told this story a million times, but back in the day, I actually went out with her best friend for a little while who lived (laughs) next door to her. But at the same time, I had a massive crush on her as well. I don't know if it was, it wasn't reciprocated, (laughs) trust me. But we sort of moved around the same social circles for years. And obviously, she was going out with people. I was going out with other people. Obviously, our paths just didn't cross from the love scene anyway. Yeah. And then we sort of broke apart, as you do, and head off different directions. And it wasn't until about 30 something years later, we reconnected again via our two girls. They started playing netball together. And my daughter came home one day and obviously I was still married then and she said, oh, you know, such and such as mother. And mom said, oh, right, okay, what's her name? <laughs> and obviously it was Kathy, but it was Kathy, different surname. And I only knew her by her maiden name. And I said, yeah, no, it doesn't ring a bell, but anyway. And then I went to netball one day and there she was and I went, oh, Kathy. that's Kathy Stewart, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like, wow, geez, she looks even better. Wow. Oh, that's so cute. So to set the scene for anyone that is listening, so Kathy and Stuart are in a relationship now, or I should say engaged right now, but they Correct. were previously married to other people. So they have been able to rekindle and find love again 30-something years later, as you said. But post your divorces, how did that, I guess, influence your approach to dating and was there any hesitation? <laughs> uh, yeah. Massive. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty scary going in second time around. And, of course, everything's different in this day and age too where everything's more online dating, a little bit different than when we were 18 and 19 and meeting at clubs and things like that. Yeah, so the whole dating world's changed and it was a little bit harder to navigate. Yeah, but by the sounds of it, your girls were kind of matchmaking you anyway, so you didn't need any of that. Well, (laughs) Actually, well, no. We, we, we started <laughs> yeah. in our own different paths oh, doing yeah. that, but it's not that rewarding, is it? No. I mean, honestly, dating mm. at the age of 50 and, yeah, I mean, your avenues to meet people are they're limited, obviously, because, well, people our age have either married or, you know, you don't necessarily go out to clubs and so forth. And yeah. I mean, if you're going to meet them organically, it'll probably be through a friend or, God forbid, a barbecue or something like that, unless you go down the path of online dating, which is just a 
bloody minefield of its own. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I so, and it's just, I don't know if you two have dated online at all, but <laughs> it's a scary world putting mm. yourself out there again. There's no doubt about it. You know, what are you looking for? Especially when you, you're recently separated, you know, what are your wants, needs, and desires at that time as well? So it's difficult to negotiate. And I, I hate using the word, but I mean, everyone probably has their own level of baggage they come with as well. Mm. So people have kids of their own and work commitments and family and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, do those worlds intertwine okay? Do you share the same goals? Do you love the same things? It's different, ladies. (laughs) It's honestly so much more impressive, though, to make that work because when I think of myself, let's just say, like I'm only thinking about myself when I'm dating. I'm not really thinking about kids or anything else. It's just me and what I want. So to be able to, I think, make all of those different factors mesh is so special. Going back a bit, Stuart, you actually said no when Megan was talking about your girls' matchmaking. Obviously, there's a bit more to that. Did they not want you guys to date? Was it something where (laughs) they didn't get along maybe? Is there a juicy story here? No, no, no. They they were actually best friends. Wow. So a little bit of a minefield for us because we didn't really know how to go about telling them. We didn't know whether that was going to cause issues with them. So to be honest, we actually kept... A little bit of a secret yeah. for about the first. Oh, it's like hiding from your parents. <laughs> oh, it was. We were sneaking out like sixteen-year-olds. Yeah, um, probably kept a, a secret for about six months. Yeah, until we knew exactly where it was going to go. And yeah, when we decided that it was going to be forever, yeah, we made that leap of telling them, and that was not. Easy. To be honest, too, I mean, Kath was feeling really not great about dancing around it and, and sort of not necessarily hiding but not disclosing it. And I suppose it came to a bit of a punch because our two girls were actually going to have a 21st together. I don't. Oh, wow. Sorry, 18th, sorry. Yeah, and we were a couple but unbeknownst to them, no one else knew. But COVID, as, as beautiful as COVID was, literally shut that down. So they never were able to have their 18th, so we never had to negotiate. But... It sort of got to a crux when Kath was like, no, I just can't do this. I'm going to tell my girl. And, yeah, I procrastinated for a little bit longer, didn't I? Which was not. So, Waiting and, to and, see how Kath's daughter reacted and then yeah. shot your <laughs> shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was that. But, I mean, I suppose at the same time, well, I mean, I don't know. Like, you're absolutely right. When you're getting together, the first thing that you're thinking about, what's your life going to look like outside of, you know, with the kids and family and everyone else? You're not thinking about yourself. You are thinking about others and how they'll feel and you, you worry about all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. Do you have any advice for anyone that, is looking to date again or going through a divorce, any words of encouragement or wisdom? I think it's really hard because when you've got children involved, they don't get a say in who you bring home. They don't get a say in who you fall in love with. Exactly who this partner is. So I think you've got to take it nice and slow to start off with. And like us, which wasn't ideal, sneaking around, but I think you've got to make sure that it's going to be something that is really serious Mm. before introducing your children to partners. Yeah. And I mean, we were both lucky because our kids were older. So my eldest was 19 and my youngest was 17. So I guess actually that's a double-edged sword because they know when they're more. young. Exactly. So, I, yeah, I don't know. That's actually got 
pros, pros and cons, cons about it. Yeah. <laughs> The only thing I'd add to that is the most important thing is obviously, you know, negotiating both your own feelings and what your feelings are going to be, what those feelings are going to be like for the rest of your family. That's probably the most crucial part. The mature thing that you guys obviously have said you've done as well is you waited to make sure it was real and it wasn't just a fling before sharing it with your kids, which is all you could really ask for. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's the thing about the online dating, you know, you're thinking to yourself, could this person possibly, could I introduce them to my family and to my kids and how would that look and how would that feel? Like, I'll probably be honest here, I didn't really meet anyone online that I really felt that way about. Yeah, and I feel like you would have to take it slow because you'd have to get to know the person so well before you do kind of integrate them into your whole world. So it's good that you kind of already knew each other and knew that, you know, it's probably a good match. The attraction was there. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) absolutely. I want to say congratulations. I've been told that you are engaged. How exciting. Correct, yes, yes. So obviously having done your weddings already, which was your first wedding, how does this wedding look different maybe to your first or what are you navigating that maybe you didn't have to navigate the first time around? Really good question because obviously we're deep in it at the moment. Mm. Kath is deep in it. <laughs> yeah, Kath has a list for everything. <laughs> and actually on the couch the other night, she won't mind if I share this with you. And There was a book on the couch. Well, what's that book? She goes, oh, no, nothing. It's just, you know, whatever, you know, and I said, and I picked it up and obviously it was a wedding planning book. Hide um, that. Is, <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> Why am I not surprised at all? And opened it up and stuff has already been ticked off. But She's look, excited. Yeah, absolutely. 100% and Kathy's looking. I'm a girl. She's looking at honeymoon venues already. Look, I think for us, and we've talked about this, how we thought we want this to be, it is going to be different. There's no doubt about it. It will be different. We're not going to have the same pomp and ceremony as we did the first time we got married. One of the most crucial and most important things for us will be the band. Mm. I know that sounds silly, but the wedding day itself will be, we'll have a short ceremony, then we'll go to a a wedding venue and we'll probably just come in, we'll be announced and we're just literally going to do the speeches very quick, very informal and it'll probably just be banned straight away, finger food, drinks and everyone That's have a great fine. time. To be honest, that was my wedding and that was my first oh, really? wedding. Awesome. <laughs> And it was the best way to do it. Yes. Incredible. Kath, will you be wearing a white dress? Yeah. Do you know what? I actually thought I probably wouldn't, but my daughter's actually coming with me dress shopping (laughs) and she said, that's crazy. You have to wear white. Yeah. I actually don't know, to be honest. I'm just going to have to. I know it'll be not traditional. Yeah. But I actually didn't like my first wedding dress. (gasps) Oh, when was no, your first wedding? Straight to Selvos. If you don't mind me asking. <laughs> it was 30 years ago. So, wow. okay. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I know like a lot it. of people that got married in the 80s the first time hate their wedding dresses now. No, I didn't like it. So it's a good chance to get what I want this time. Maybe that was telling you something. Maybe <laughs> just <laughs> I love the dress <laughs> and to walk well, on it. <laughs> it actually lasted 30 years, so it wasn't that bad. Yeah, I will definitely do it different this time. Thank you so much for talking to us. It was really great to get an insight into your life. So we really appreciate it and good luck for the big day. Thank you. Yeah. Well, hopefully we don't need any luck. Exactly. You got this. (laughs) Exactly right. A big party. Thanks so much, guys. No worries. Thanks, guys. 
One of our favorite segments is the shit they didn't tell you. And obviously having just had your wedding, you would have something at the forefront, I imagine. Do you want to share? I actually do now and I feel like I'm qualified to say it now. So it's not like that, I guess, groundbreaking. But when I was getting my photos taken, I'm the type of person that loves at the end of the night or the next day to go through my camera roll and just like see little BTS footage. So what I actually did was I got my bridesmaid to grab my phone and just follow the photographer around and just take like- That's amazing. Yeah, videos, photos. And I know that there's actual like businesses out there that do that, like the behind the scenes content creation, but you can honestly just get one of your bridesmaids to do it. I wish I did this. Yeah, it's so easy. And the content was fire. Like everything that I uploaded the next day was from my bridesmaids. And I guess everything- well, today's day and age is very TikTok friendly. Okay. And everything that's taken and captured from a professional point of view is more so polished. So polished. And it's so beautiful and it's videos that will last forever. Mm. But what your friend's capturing is very different to what a professional photographer or videographer is captioning. That's capturing. That capturing. capturing. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that. I think yeah. that's great. I actually got my manager to come in the morning and just get some like flicks. But even if you got a cousin or a friend or whatever to come, she got videos of me like talking to my grandparents and just little things like that, that the videographer and photographer has such, I guess, a hit list of things to capture. So getting those little interactions and those moments on your camera roll the next day, as soon as you wake up, it's just really special. So if you have anyone that you can hand your phone to, just do it. You won't regret it. Not the drunk uncle. Not the drunk uncle. (laughs) And the other thing is, A, it's free. And B, the person capturing the content doesn't have to have a good eye for it because you literally just follow the photographer around and it's already set up for you. Love it. Mm. Thank you so much for listening to Bride to Be. We have loved doing this podcast and chatting to you each week. If you like what you've been hearing these last 12 episodes, then be sure to leave us a review and let us know what you think. And who knows, we might be back for a season two. 